And I want to welcome everyone coming on. Today, it feels a bit special. It feels like it's all finished. All the reasons in the world why you weren't going to go all in are out of the way. Australia Day's finished. All the festivities are finished. And what a, what a perfect day in Sydney to be going back to work where there's no sun, it's cloudy, you know that you're not missing Bondi Beach, you can get straight into those phone calls. And today, my co-pilot for the next 45 minutes where we unpack prospecting from the million-dollar agents is David Bliss from Agent Box. How are you going, David? Good, mate. Happy New Year. Excited to be back. Absolutely, as we do on a monthly basis where we talk about what the best of the best are doing and then we incorporate it and talk about how Agent Box may or may not be able to assist in that part of the sales or listing process. And today is my favourite subject, David, because I simply know that more prospecting equals more money, end of story, and Agent Box takes away a bit of the friction and you're going to talk about how that actually looks like if you're an agent using the system. Yeah, absolutely. Like one of the points that I make in, uh, I'll make a bit, bit later on is that, uh, you know, if you want to write 100 sales or you want to do, do more than what you're doing now, you need to manage a bigger pipeline. And, you know, you might have been able to get to where you are now on the prospecting methods that you've done in the past. But if you want to get to that next stage, you need to be able to have tools which help you speak to more people. And if you can do that, bigger pipeline, more appraisals equals more listings, right? 100%. 100%. Now, I've just had a thing come in the chat box saying, not sure if it's me, but I can't hear anyone speaking. I think, Anthony, it is uh, speaker test. No, sorry, speaker test works okay, but still can't hear. Can anyone in the chat box out of those that are linked on Zoom, the 200 people that are on here already, uh, sound good here? Oh, beautiful. So, yes, everyone's saying they can hear. So the bad news for you, Anthony, is it's your problem. Sorry to say. <laughs> no, that's a good news for we us. Tried. We tried. Okay. So, guys and girls, Here's how we're going to run it. I'm going to run through a bit of a slide deck. I'm going to talk things through and uh, then we're going to move on and we're going to just go through some of the things that Agent Box does in the prospecting side because we know that at the end of the day, some days you're going to feel pumped and motivated. Some days you're going to come into work and you're going to say to yourself, I wish it was Friday, 4.30 p.m., and you realize it's Monday and you've got to get through a whole week. But let me tell you, when you've got process in your corner, it doesn't matter how you feel because process trumps motivation. Let habits be stronger than your willpower. And I'm going to let you know that over the next 45 minutes, we're going to nail the process and rituals and micro habits you need to run a prospecting-based business. So what I might actually do is, and by the way, I hope you all have a super year. And I want to let you know, start off with this mindset. If it's got to be, it's up to me. Start off with this mindset. I'm the problem. 
I'm the solution. Start off with this mindset. Things get better by choice, not by chance. If you start with that mindset, you start from a position of power, knowing that you can influence the direction your real estate takes shape in 2021. And I'm going to tell you all watching this, in my 34 years of real estate, I have never, never, ever started a calendar year where the stars are so aligned, the interest rates, the media, the economy, the vaccine is coming. Guys and girls, there's every reason in the world. And David, you have come from the world of real estate, uh, ex-McGrath agent. You'd have to agree, like the sentiment out there, it's rocks, rock, it's like, it's the best I've ever seen myself. It, it is a perfect storm. Everything's coming together. As you said, low interest rates, good buyer demand. People don't have other things to spend their money on because they can't go on holidays. They'll go buy the investment property. Absolutely. So I think it's a great year to, uh, to be in real estate. One million percent. One million percent. And every real estate agent watching this here today is going to start off with this. Prospecting is the cure to every problem in real estate. End of story. Now, interesting conversation. John McGrath said to me the other day, he heard from one of his sales managers that sat down with Alex Phillips that Alex Phillips does over 200 calls every day. This is a guy that's writing millions of GCI, I think somewhere between 6 and 10 million in GCI. I don't know the number, so I'm just going to give it a range there, right? All I've got to say to you is if the best of the best are doing it, it means that it doesn't matter how busy you are. You've got to make sure that you've got prospecting in your week. It's part of your business model. Why? Because there's a rule in real estate, and the rule is called the law of replacement. And the law of replacement says, I must always be adding people into my pipeline because there's people leaving my pipeline. Why is there people leaving their pipeline? Because they make decisions that might impact you. Example, they decide... David, here's an example. They decide that they're no longer going to sell. They're going to stay. They decide, I'm staying put. I'm I'm going to add a room. I'm going to create a Zoom room. We're getting quotes from crystal pools. We're putting a pool in. We're staying. We're going to make our home our castle. So they leave your pipeline. Or worse, they're selling, but they've just decided they're going with the agent you hate. You're next, the agent next door to you, right? That's even worse, right? Because then you know what you've lost. Or they decided they're going to rent it out. Or they've delayed the decision. The point is don't rely on one vendor. Have a pipeline because people are going to be dropping in and out. And I know, and I know, uh, David, that one of the things that you're going to cover is the the activity, activity list of Agent Box means that, you don't have to try and remember every minute of the day who I've got to call and when. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're not machines, right? And, you know, you see people in real estate, they have this amazing gift where it is all in their head and they can remember they met that person at that house and this is what they spoke about. There are some amazing real estate agents out there that can do that. But the reality is you can't. A lot, most people cannot store that amount of information in their head along with all the other stuff that happens in your life. So 
simply getting that into a system so you don't have to remember it. All you need to know is, is so it's there when you do need it. And if you're religiously putting those notes in, setting your follow-up tasks, you can start off your day not knowing who you have to not knowing who you need to call, but then it's all there in a list. What do you need to call them about? I don't know, but I know my last notes are in there so I can pick up the, the phone, make that call, uh, make it as relevant to that person's conversations as possible. And as you say, routine sets you free. And once it's in there, suddenly you're not stressing, you're not missing out on, on listings or you're not missing out on calls because you forgot about them. They're in the system there and that routine will 100% set you free. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run through and say, firstly, you really need to grasp this concept. And the concept is, and I've mentioned it before, it's called the 30-day rule. And what the 30-day rule says in prospecting is this, what I do in this 30 days affects the next 90 days. What I do in this 30 days affects the next 90 days. So think about it right now, where towards the late end of January, I'm letting you know, it's not what you did on the 20th of January, that's deciding whether you got a listing today. It's what you would have been doing in October, November, December that are dictating what's happening January, February, March. It's managing a lag. There's a lag between effort and reward. It's not like the old days where someone used to open up the yellow pages, look up, Newtown, eh, three agents, call them all three out and sign it up. Now what happens is there's a courting relationship. There's like this sort of dating going on before you get married. Marriage is the day of the listing, but the courting can go on for months, can go on for years. And where a CRM system helps you, it allows you to remind, hey, I better stay in contact with this person because if I expect to be picked to get married to them, I better make sure that I've got touch points. And I'm letting you know that frequency will build trust and I've got to say to you right here, right now, rule number one today is the 30-day rule. What I do in this 30 days affects the next 90 days. Rule number two, gang, in prospecting is this. It's called the law of schedule. What gets scheduled gets done. The law of schedule says that, hey, I diarize my open for inspections. I diarize my listing presentations. I also diarize my auctions. So doesn't it make sense that I diarize my prospecting and I treat it as if it is a non-negotiable appointment? The problem, of course, is that if you don't show up at a listing presentation, there are consequences. A vendor says, hey, you're not here. If you don't show at an open for inspection, it's going to look terrible because there'll be 10 people in these markets, 60 people waiting outside the property and you're not there. But with a, with a prospecting, if you don't show up to your prospecting, there are no consequences, not on that day, but there will be in the future. So I've got to say to you, you've got to actually be so disciplined and so hard on yourself to the point that I had, David, I had a real estate agent that wanted to be so disciplined on their prospecting that every day he never did his session that he had scheduled in. If he never did it, he would send a $50 Apple voucher to 
his competitor, one that he hated. He he created he created a consequence, a penalty, if you like, for non-compliance, right? Because the problem that you have with prospecting is it's easy not to do because no one's going to pull out the school cane, right? So, yeah. But the good thing is, and we're going to talk about it, the good thing is powerful lists equal powerful results, which is the next law in prospecting. And one of the things that a CRM system like any CRM system, but of course we like Agent Box because it's it's the one that I'm aligned to, but it's also the one that the best of the best are using. Top 60 of the top 100 REB agents use Agent Box. Success leaves clue. Uh, Gil Vivian from WA says, even when you've been in contact very frequently, you cannot stop the greed to the sellers when another agent promises a lot more money and you get told that they are going with their strategy for a high price and also promise of another listing that they can buy. Needless to say, didn't sell the property and didn't buy the Phantom property. Just happened to me in the last two months. I'm going to touch on that. One million percent. You can stay in contact with people. You can do all the right stuff. But when you get to a listing presentation, they get Larry the liar that comes in and says, hey, listen, guess what? I I reckon I can sell your home for a million and it's only worth 700, right? And they hear a million, a million, a million. Well, I've got to tell you, there are some vendors out there that will get really, man, they'll fall for the greed. It's seducing. It's seducing. Money can be seducing. So, Gil, here's what I'll say to you. You can't stop Larry the liar, but what you can do is use some quality dialogue, some quality techniques, and whilst today's not the day, and I know that we are going to do further sessions with um, Agent Box, and I will, of course, do it in my real estate gym. It's one of the most important topics, having a perfect listing presentation. I'd just like to remind everyone out there, use metaphors to expose other agents that lie at listing presentations. Here's an example. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, could it be possible that another agent tells you your home's worth a million dollars because they'll seduce you to getting the business and once they sign you up, they'll actually use a term called condition, which is force you to reduce your price and even though you're unhappy, there's nothing you can do because this same agent also signs you up on a three-month agreement, which means you can't walk away. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, if another agent came along and guaranteed you 40 days of sunshine for your marketing campaign, would you believe them? Of course not. And I've got to tell you, agents don't control the weather and they don't control the prices. The market sets the market. At best, an agent can influence the market. And what I've got to say to you is it's the process and not the promise of a price that's going to get you top dollar. And what I'd like to do is to talk to you about that process. So, Gil, tune into more listing presentations. You are a great lister as well, I know. But tune into more listing presentations, uh, training, because that is another issue. Yes, David, you were going to mention something. I was just thinking and like just bringing this back to the topic at hand, right? And I'll ask you a question, Tom. 
if let's just say one of your family members was selling their property and they came to you and said, I had this other agent come in and they priced it at X. And you said to them, well, that's way too high. I know the marketing in this area. Well, they would probably trust you because you're family and they would probably not go with that person because that person has been exposed. So with that theory, if you can build enough trust with someone, then that reduces the effect of what these Larry the Liars will do because they already have the trust with you. And when you tell them something honest, they'll believe you. So even though, as, as Jill has said, that you know she has been contacting them very frequently, but if you have been investing the time and building the relationship and making the calls and sending them communication so when you do go into that listing presentation, you are the more trusted advisor, then it's probably more likely that they're going to believe you and not that person who's just whispering in their ear as well. So the work you do now in your prospecting, helping build that trust will actually, I believe, will actually help remove that from those listing presentations because you have spent the time building that trust. Absolutely. Well said. Trust is your superpower in 2021. That's what we sell. McDonald's sells speed, which is convenience, quick hamburgers. We sell trust. Now, all I will say is sometimes the way to actually just, you know, nail that listing is when you add trust with a process to say, hey, listen, I'm letting you know, I'm not putting a limit on what we're going to aim for. The market's going to set the market. I'm not going to, you know, limit myself and say, we're only going to try and get you 700. We're going to go out there into the marketplace. And this works particularly well, David, when you're doing, you know, auction type campaigns, because price is not becoming you know, the indicator of what a property will sell. It's the actual market. Um, but gang, let's go and let me tell you the next law I want to share with you on prospecting. And that is the law of because. And the law of because says that if I am going to be making these phone calls using agent box as the driver of my activity, I must also make sure that those phone calls have a strong purpose. That's what I mean by the law of because. And one of the things, David, that makes prospecting so hard for real estate agents is that agents don't want to call someone with for no reason. Like agents, agents have got decent people skills and they know what it's like to call someone and say, hey, I'm just calling just to see how you are. Those kind of phone calls have no currency in the world that we live in. People are time poor, they're price sensitive, and in fact, they're quite digitally savvy these days be it social media or their own online work, they're smart people. So I say to people, get to the chase, get to the point. And for me in real estate, there's around six or seven main calls that you'll make when you're prospecting. And I'm going to run through those. So in summary, the 30-day rule, what gets scheduled gets done and have a strong purpose for the call. And what I'm going to do at this point is just share my screen and come here and just show everyone a slide that I think is really important. And that is, this is why people suck at prospecting. 
because they don't know who to call. They don't know the purpose of the call. It's not diorides. They personalize rejection. Just get over it. Some people aren't going to be nice to you when you call. Accept it. They're going to say, get me off the database or, or, or what have you, right? That's life. That's sales. Rejection is part of the game. They don't know what to say. Oh, they don't believe it works. Oh, Tommy, you got to understand here in Geelong, doesn't work. People don't like being phone called by an agent. Well, hello, that's everywhere in the world. Next thing is they expect immediate results. Tommy, I did four hours today and I didn't get anything. Doesn't work in Hobart. Get over it. Contacting people, Bill's frequency gets familiarity. Another reason why people suck out it, they got an energy blockage. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they go to bed on their phone each night looking at their inbox and they don't get a decent night's sleep and then they wake up and they're tired and they're stale. I don't know what it is. Poor priority management and lack of product knowledge. They're the reasons why people suck at prospecting. Here are the rules, 30-day rule, the law of replacement, the next one, the golden hours versus the platinum hours. These are the times that you'll be calling. They're the golden hours. And the platinum hours is when you work out who to call. Your CRM system does the grunt work behind. It should be working out who your activity calls are each day. By the way, those of you that are not a real estate gym member, this system here, my prospector, measures each of your calls measures your connects, measures your appointments, tallies it up. So at the end of each day, each week, each month, each year, you know how many calls you've been making, how many connects you've been making, how many appointments. That is in the real estate gym. It is your personal Fitbit to prospecting. And I've got to let you know, the key to prospecting is to get rid of the friction. And I'm going to quickly now go through the eight calls that I think you've got a master in real estate. Call number one is the just listed call. That is when a new property hits the market, you pick it up on realestate.com or domain or whatever portal you use. And what you do then is go to your database and find all the people that care about that new listing. And then you ring them up and this is what the call sounds like. Hey, it's Tom Panos here from XY Real Estate. I know you're not selling right now, and I'm going to be brief. The reason I'm calling is because number 47, Chelmsford Street has just come onto the market, four-bedroom, renovated kitchen, renovated bathroom, very similar to your home. Would it be okay for me to call you once the property sells and tell you what it sells for? That is the just-listed phone call. And you know what, David? Once you're on that phone call, Guess what happens? You get into a conversation. How's things going for you? You know, how has COVID impacted your real estate plans? You know, and you get into a conversation. So I think, David, the secret is you don't have to get too hell bent that you've got to get every word right in the sentence. You've just got to have contact with people on an ongoing basis. Absolutely. I think. I think that the rule of because is really important there. You just need to open up that conversation to allow it to start free-flowing. But if it is just that, hey, I'm just checking in to make sure everything is okay, yeah, great, no dramas. And, like, that doesn't do anything. If there is a because there, 
it just starts that communication flow and that's when people will start to open up and want to talk to you talk to you more but you've got to have that because they're first Okay, so call number one is the just listed call. Call number two is the just sold call. Here's what it sounds like. Hey, David, it's Tom Panos here from XY Real Estate giving you a call because, that's right, because I promised I would. That property at 47 Chelmsford has now sold. Would you like to know what the new value of your home is? Bang, straight in. Oh, what did it sell for? Well, it sold for $985,000, and I've got to let you know that on Wednesday this week, we're doing 10-minute pop-ins to all the people that are around Chelmsford Street. Can I ask you, is morning better or afternoon or early evening for you? Oh, Tom, we're not thinking of selling. I get it. Part of our job is to give our vendors a health update as a minimum of one time a year in our market. I realise you're not selling and I'm not coming there on the basis that you're selling. I'm coming there on the basis that you've got an updated record of what your home is worth now post-COVID-19. Bang, that's your second call type. If they turn around and say, hey, listen, we really don't need anyone coming over, say, fantastic. Would it be okay if I contacted you next time there's any news that impacts you or your home? And then you can enter that into your notes on Agent Box, set the activity list which you're going to cover, and bang, presto. That's all. By the way, everyone, can I tell you what real estate is? It's glorified telemarketing, except it pays a lot better than $25 an hour. A lot better. Right. Call number three is the anniversary call. In fact, let me go to the PowerPoint deck for those that are visual. Right. Call number three. Actually, I think I've got it down as my call number three. Yes, it is. Purchase anniversary. Hello, David. It's Tom Panos here from XY Real Estate. I just want to let you know the reason I'm calling is because my records show it is three years since you bought your home. And this is the time of the year that we give people a health update. We're popping in to people on their anniversary visits. We're doing it on Wednesday and Thursday this week. Can I ask you what day is better, Wednesday or Thursday? Do you understand, guys and girls, all you're trying to do in every phone call, what you're trying to do is find a reason to have a conversation with someone that owns real estate in your area. And what you're going to do is you call people for one of three reasons. Here they are. Reason number one, to get an appointment. Reason number two, to build familiarity. And reason number three is to actually clean out, qualify the data because there are people that you've got in your CRM system. Someone said to me, oh, Tom, I got 20,000 people in there. And I said to him, you know what? It sounds like a lot of people. It sounds pretty fat and not that fit. You want a fit database, not a fat database. And how do you do that? By going through your calls, you're going to be able to work out, hey, maybe this person shouldn't be in this category. That's call number three. Let's keep moving on to the next call, which is call number four. And that is right now an important call. It is the lost sales listing. This is where you went to a listing presentation. You missed out on it. Someone else is listed. Here's the good news. If they don't sell it, you get another crack at it in 90 days. That's the phone call to that person. Of course, lose with dignity. Don't lose Donald Trump style.
Number five, vacant rental listing. Vacant rental listing. That is when someone has got the two two let sign board for rent, two weeks, not leased out, pick up the phone. Hey, it's Tom Panos here from XY Real Estate. I know you're not selling, but renting, and I'm going to be brief. Get ready for these words. How open-minded. That's a beautiful sentence to use in sales. How open-minded would you be to sit down with me for 10 minutes where I talk to you about a buyer I've got that might pay you a rock star price? Bang. How open-minded would you be? Think about it. If they've been up for rent and it's been vacant and they're losing a bit of rent, the sales market's hot. They might choose to sell it instead of rent it if they're losing money. That's call number five. Let's move on to call number six. This is when another agent has got a listing. It's running out. It's about to expire. And you call and say, hey, it's Tom Panos here from XY Real Estate. I notice you've been on the market for some time. How open-minded would you be to sit down with me for 10 minutes where I can talk to you about how we sell things that have been on the market for three months in 72 hours. Short, sharp, make it tight, that sentence. I'll say it again. How open-minded would you be to sit down with me for 10 minutes where I can tell you how we sell stuff in 72 hours that's been on the market for three months with other agents? Call number seven is just that every three months, you might choose to actually stay in contact with a client. Again, through Agent Box, you put down there the task and it reminds you, I better call them. Then call number eight is friends, families and acquaintances. Every person's got 100 people they've got high trust with. I'm saying stay in contact with these people. Why? Because they're mini salespeople. They're like ambassadors for you. They know 100 people who know 100 people. Gang, they're the eight people I want you to have as part of your prospecting plan in 2021. I'm going to stop sharing, David. I'm going to move over to you because... The last 10 or so, 15 minutes of today's presentation is to talk about how Agent Box layers on this methodology and helps you do it with less friction. Yeah, thanks, Tom. That's, uh, I guess, being in the in the, in CRM, in database, uh, we're obviously working with our clients who have huge, huge databases. That, as you said, 20,000 uh, people in a database is not uncommon. So... The conversations that I'm having with people are, well, how do you maintain and service a database of that size? And, you know, we touched on this before about lists and that kind of stuff, and I'll touch on that today. Um, But further to that, it's like I think you had this in your slide earlier, Tom, which is what's the number one tool uh, of a real estate agent? It's still the mobile phone. Absolutely. Nothing is ever going to replace the amount of calls that you do. However, you can still supplement that with other, some other methods and tools to keep in touch with people when you can't call them or when you're calling someone else doesn't mean that there isn't a way you can send marketing out or prospecting out to another person in your database. So if I go to, from the beginning, and I go share my screen, there it is. There we go. You should be able to see that now. Yes. Awesome. So what I've found as I'm talking to a whole bunch of our clients are, 
You can break down prospecting methods, generally I find, into five different categories. You've got your calls. There's always going to be lists of people to call, tasks to follow up. Absolutely, as you said, you should be making your notes, setting your next follow-up task. Um, you've got lists, bulk marketing, and there's way, lots of different ways you can categorize your database. Um, and then bulk market, whether it be SMS or email or uploads to Facebook. Can, I, got, can I confirm, David, because it comes up a lot, Agent Box allows SMS um, marketing. Um, you, you can do SMS from Agent Box. Bulk SMS and bulk marketing, uh, bulk email marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll, in the next slide, I'll talk about how people do this because um, some there's no right or wrong way to do this. This is why they do overlap a little bit. And like sometimes, yeah, absolutely picking up the phone call is the best bet. But if you just want to maybe give them a market update on the area, that can also be done via emails or other, other tools as well. Um, so depending on the type of marketing and who you are as a person, might actually dictate which one of these methods you use. And I've got those four rules of prospecting there. And one of the big ones is consistency and frequency, right? And yeah, it is great that we want to, we should be consistently calling people, but as you're getting bigger pipelines, you might find it tougher to get onto the same people consistently again, but you can still be consistently being in front of them by utilizing other methods as well. Like if you look at Coca-Cola or Apple or whatever, when they release a new product, they don't just put it on a TV ad, they have it on Facebook and they have banners around and all of these various things combined together. And that's why there is this little sweet spot in the middle, which is where those listing opportunities live. They're the people who you've been calling, they've been receiving your emails, they've seen your Facebook posts, you've kept them up to date, you're the trusted agent because they continually see you in their area. And that's when your marketing is going to have the most amount of effect. So when people are making their calls and they're saying, oh, I didn't, I didn't get any benefit out of that today, well, that's just one of the probably 10 uh, touch points you've had to make with that person. So you have done a lot of work. You've been very, very effective, and that has edged that person that little bit closer to you being seen as the trusted advisor, especially if it's a cold call or just like you said, would you be open-minded to me keeping in touch with you? Well, that's them giving you permission to start sending them bulk SMS or emails or um, sending them property uh, updates on listings that are happening in their area. All these things come together to allow you to do that. And one of the notes that I was making um, as you were talking before was um, one, of the, uh, one of the challenges, I can't remember, I don't think, I'm not sure if it was on your list around why I find people don't prospect is because they don't know who to call because they don't have the list in their CRM or they don't have the data of the surrounding home so they can't pick up the phone and do their just listed calls. And, okay, sometimes it takes time to build that, but we're talking... Instead of having that fat database, get it fit, get it lean, get it categorized. So when you do need to do your prospecting, you've got it scheduled in, you've always got those lists there to call. That actually takes is actually a good segue onto the next slide because when I was at McGrath, uh, one of the trainers told me that I had to have more than 20 different prospecting streams. And when he told me that as a young agent, I was like, whoa, like I could only think of two at the time. And then as you actually sit down there and think about it, it's actually very easy to get to 20. If you're thinking about you just sold, you just, you just listed, you invite to auctions, your normal cold calls, your task, your list to your, your prospective vendors, 20 actually isn't that hard to get to. Um, but what I've done here is having worked in CRM and working with 
uh, a lot of clients, people ask me what um, what is the best way to action some of these in the system? You know, should I be setting tasks? Should I have activity schedules or action plans or whatever the CRM that the person is using is calling? When should I be using bulk SMS compared to a bulk email? Um, and there is no, there is actually no rule. It's got to come down to how you market yourself personally, right? There's a lot of agent box clients who will literally spend thousands of dollars each month just on SMS marketing. It does have the highest open rate. It's a quick snapshot. They prefer to do it that way. Um, there's another great tool, which is Ghost Voicemail, where you can record a message and it comes through like a missed call message. There's all these great ways where you can do that, but that might not be either your style or you might not be able to afford it. You might be a new agent. I'm sure there's lots of people listening today who have just entered into the industry and they don't have that kind of budget. So they may have to rely on calls and things as well. So there is no right or wrong, but there are some commonalities that I find are really good. And one you touched on earlier, the uh, the expired listings and the anniversary calls, they are great as act- activity schedules, action plans, predefined series of tasks, set and forget. Don't have uh, multiple people, uh, so don't have have to remember to keep setting those tasks, set that schedule once and every year on that day, you're going to be reminded to say, hey, call this person, they've just purchased, they've just sold. So you don't even necessarily have to start thinking about some of those call lists. Can I just, um, can I just interrupt there very briefly because I want to add to stuff that you're saying that's extremely sure. relevant. Um, the first thing is that let's be let's be super clear um, uh, for those of you that I had a text come in saying explain ghost vo- ghost voice Molly is like Tricall or that's the company that I use I got you know, I, I don't I mean I'm not an ambassador for them um, Tricall is one that I use T R I Y C A L that's T R I Y C A L L that's a message you record yourself it goes out to five thousand people SMS marketing as David has says is a fantastic methodology Susanna Perez saying where are the you know more, where are all these scripts um, uh, in there if you if you're a real estate gym member you've access got access to around two hundred and fifty different scripts and dialogues the gym is open realestategym.com.au realestategym.com.au it's open I believe till the thirty first of January we're taking members um, the other thing I was going to say is uh, David I can't help this slide is really really good because it's basically if you look at this it's giving you a strong because um, and a lot of it appears to be based on properties, right? But based on, you know, a, a, the purpose is a property has come onto the market or property, it's property centric as you've got there, you know? Um, can I just ask you, how does Agent Box help you make this happen? Like, does, how, how, how does this work? So there's two parts to that. Um, there is... Actually, no, I'll say there's three parts to that and we'll, uh, they're each uh, slightly different depending on the type, which is where this slide is about. So for AgentBox, AgentBox comes with an app, right? And we were talking about calling and setting a task. So you wake up, you open up your phone and you've got the 20 people or have 30 tasks that you may have to do today. All the details, you literally click the phone number, the last note comes up, you call that person, you have that, uh, you make that call, you use whatever because 
was needed at that time, it's probably going to be stored as a note against that last person. And you simply log that call, whatever you spoke about, and set your future tasks. So that's when you're just doing your normal calls and prospecting. And it's making sure that every single time you're making a call, you're not forgetting to set that follow-up task in the future. The second part of that is uh, you've got, your, as I mentioned, your activity schedules. Um, so all those things that you that never change, expired listings, anniversary calls, you set those and you'll have a series of task letters, templates, emails, calls to make. So it is actively reminding you uh, uh, to follow up on those particular ones. The last bit is the property-centric marketing. And this is a big one. And if you have trouble and for all the pet listeners out there, if you're focusing on a particular patch, a core area, you want to become an expert in that particular area, Agentbox has a really cool tool called Prospector, and it integrates with RP data and Google Maps and plots out every single property within an area that you've defined. So you can actually see the properties you know in the area and the properties you don't know in the area. So when we're talking about doing just listed calls to the surrounding homes, or if you want to send out an invite to auction letter, an SMS to the street saying, come down to the first open for inspection, it allows you to manage that form of prospecting. And I think a lot of people do just focus sometimes thinking of contacts, who are the people I need to call, and sometimes don't think so much about also looking at their core area and keeping the properties and their owners and residents up to date as well. So it is a multi-tiered approach. It's not just focused on one or the other. And absolutely, you've got to have that balance between all these methods to be really effective and look after that many contacts within your system. Beautiful goal. I think you've got one more slide, haven't you? I do have one more slide. And I'll touch on this quickly because we are coming up to the end of uh, the 45 minutes we were hoping to be here. And one of the last comments we have, or questions I get, is about lists and classes. And again, coming back to that, uh, that uh, client you had who had 20,000 people in their database. Now, if that's 20,000 very clean individual records, that's a great database to have and you should absolutely, you should be calling through them and uh, qualifying them in and out. But equally, we need to like, we need to get that database really, really fit. We've got to make sure it's categorised and it doesn't matter whether it's in a CRM or I, I deal with a lot of prospects who are very, very successful agents and they're coming to me because they want to look at doing some of these other methods. They might just be focusing on calls right now because they're in a, they've just got their handheld book and they want to be getting into these other ones. But they're still very successful. Why? Because what they still have a method. It's still categorised. It still might be in a book or in an Excel spreadsheet, but their data is categorised. They know... I need to call uh, my potential vendors, there's a list. I need to call the buyers of this property, there is a list. So getting the database categorised right is really, really important um, and it will allow you to more easily retrieve the data that you want to. So solving that problem of I don't know who to call or I have a because but I don't have the list of people. Well, this will help you get those lists of people. So my recommendations for categories for all of the uh, people on the call today is less categories, classes, tags, whatever you want to call them, that you use more frequently is better than having a million and one tags there. Really simple, 
um, easy to apply, easy to find tags, and I've given you a couple of samples there. So pipeline David, A, B, and C. Can, can I ask David? Can you have? Can you be in a situation where you've got clients that are in multiple categories? I would absolutely hope you would. Because so for me, a hot buyer. Yeah. A hot buyer is someone who is going to sell yeah. uh, as soon as um, you can help them buy something, right? So yeah. yes, I would expect that person to be in both categories because. If I'm going to be doing some like, just sold marketing, I might do that to my pipeline A saying and just as a bit of success marketing. But I want my hot buyers to see that see that as well. So absolutely, there's going to be some crossover. And that is really specifically why I used a, a Venn diagram for this, because it's not always defined, right? It does o- overlay. And there are going to be people who are going to fit into multiple categories, you know, a past seller might be a pipeline in the future for you as well. Um, The market update one is really good. You mentioned that before. It was a general category where I'm just sending out useful information to make sure that I'm in front of people. So it doesn't matter what categories you're using as long as you are using them regularly. I actually knew one guy. He just had each month. And what he would do is he'd talk to someone and he'd find out when they were selling, put them in, let's say, the month of June. So... It might be March and he's like, okay, well, I probably need to call the people in June and keep them up to date because they're going to be getting hotter, right? And that was his method of working. It doesn't necessarily have to be exactly this, but as long as you do have a strategy, as long as you do have some classes, you will already be way further ahead than than those without. Perfect. Guys and girls, have a great year. Those of you that got inspired by this, letting you know... uh, agentbox.com.au if you want to go the next step. Thank you to all that joined in. Thank you, Tracy. Those of you that are not real estate gym members and you've always been thinking about it, we have got it open at the start of every year as we have now, realestategym.com.au. Guys and girls signing off. Uh, And David, I look forward to speaking to you in February where we have another topic Yes, yes, next month we'll be here again, excited for it and uh, excited for a really, really good 2021. All righty, gang. Let's go out there and let's not forget prospecting works in combination, not in isolation. Touch point there, touch point here, touch point there. Number two, don't forget, more prospecting equals more money. Money's not everything, but it's something. Signing off.